Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everybody, what's going on? This is Ryan and this is episode four of the Adulting with Asperger's podcast. Um, Yeah, (laughs) how's it going? I hope you're all doing well. I'm just kind of laughing thinking about um, one of the symptoms or traits of Asperger's is executive functioning, which... um, you know, encompasses a, a few different things like being able to to organize tasks and, and, and you know, uh, have a schedule and, and transition between tasks and know what you have to do and like all these things. And these are these are things that I have struggled with my entire life. Um, <clears throat> I mean, for two decades, even long before I ever knew um, to call this thing Asperger's, I, I, I can he- remember it myself saying, even 20 years ago, like, God, I just wish I had like an assistant or a secretary or somebody that could just keep me organized, just to like know what's going on and what I have to do and, and you know, take care of just simple things like correspondence or bills and, um, you know, I have to make a phone. It's funny because I have to make a phone call today. Um, a few months back, I, I went to see my doctor, my GP, and spoke with him about Asperger's and said, "Hey, this is what I think it is. This is what I have. Um, and what do I do? I want to see a psychiatrist. I, I I'm under the understanding that I need a referral from you for that." I called um, the local, I don't know what it is, psychiatrist's office or something. There's like a part of the health unit or something. There's a psychiatry office. I called them. They said I needed a referral from my GP. I went, this, you know, talked to my GP. My GP was, he's, he's new. I, I've only been with him maybe a year. So I've only seen him a handful of times, um, you know, three or four times. And he doesn't know me, so I think he was a little bit dismissive about this. And, and again, like I, I've said before, I don't blame him. I'm not upset about that. I don't have any criticism towards my my doctor about that. I think it, it's real easy to 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 think it could be something else because I, I he was also in a hurry. I was there. I was there for a couple different issues, and 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 I brought up this at the end of our 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 meeting, and he was you know, inching towards the door, he had to go. And, and so he, he only, you know, he was able to give me about two minutes to talk about this. And I went, ran through some of the symptoms. And he said to me, he's like, well, everybody feels like that some of the time in in regards to these symptoms I lifted off, listed off. And I just thought to myself, well, yeah, everybody goes through everything sometimes, but the issue is when you're going through a whole bunch of those things all the time and that's what it is it's like it's like you know you can talk about depression like that and you can say well everybody gets depressed sometimes and yeah and you should if you if something happens like you know your dog gets hit by a car or your parent or grandparent dies or you lose your job or you get hit with some unexpected expenses and your 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 finances get screwed up or you're having relationship problems or you know these are all things that happen in life that cause people to go through short-term depressions and that is normal that's that's just life and that's our you know that's I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not going to try to explain why that happens, but we all know that that happens, and we expect that to happen, and it's not really a cause for concern. If you 
suddenly you get laid off from your job and you're having a hard time finding a new job and your bills are starting to pile up and you can you might get depressed you might get stressed you might have anxiety you might have some of these things and that's perfectly normal but what we're talking about is when you have these things every day for your whole life and even when everything on the surface appears to be going great you're still uh going through this stuff so and you know, I think in, in, in a two minute conversation, I, I maybe didn't have the chance to really talk about it because, you know, it's, but anyway, going back to what I'm talking about here, the, which is what is making me sort of laugh is this executive functioning thing. It's like, okay, so what he said he'd do is, is they have in, in my doctor's office, they have in-house, in-house, um, counselors or therapists so he said oh well we'll set you up with a meeting with one of them so great so I guess what's going to happen is I have to go meet with one of them talk to them about this and then hopefully they can go back to my GP and, and say yes he needs a referral to a psychiatrist this is what I hope will happen I don't really know as I've said before I am not good at navigating these things I, I, I often leave like confused like I'm not really sure what's happening next or who's doing what or but this is so I've been on a waiting list for um, these uh, the counselor to call me. So it's been a couple months and then they called me last week. Uh, actually, I think it's over a week ago now and left the message. And the message was I didn't check the message. I have a hard time checking voicemail. So I didn't check the messages for a couple days. Uh, I did see the missed call. But, you know, what do you and I, when I checked the message a day or two later? The message had been for me to go in on that day they were calling me so they called me that morning and said hey can you come in today which I wouldn't have been able to go in anyway um, but I haven't called back yet and they just called me on Friday evening I saw a missed call from Friday afternoon and then I realized oh shit they had called me a week ago and I hadn't called back yet and it's just like this is uh, I'm realizing this is another one of these um sort of speed bumps in this process is that when you are bad or when you struggle with executive functioning and you're trying to reach out to these organizations to make calls to try to set up meetings or set up appointments but like with with having ASD and ADHD it's like I get that message I write it down in my in my planner okay I need to call them back and then I just a whole week or more goes by and I don't even call them back and it's not that I don't want to call them back or that I don't I'm not taking this seriously you're not wanting to pursue this it's just boom just poof things disappear out of my brain and they pop back in and then it'll pop back in my brain on like a Saturday and I'll go oh shit it's Saturday okay so I got to call them back Monday um, and then by the time Monday comes around, I've completely forgotten about it. And then a whole other week go by and then I could think about it on the next Sunday and go, oh, shit. Yeah, I got to call them back. So I'm, I'm trying to work on systems here, like like just reminders, um, you know, setting alerts in my phone and things like that. I'm, I'm really I'm really struggling trying to like get that happening and get get a calendar up in my kitchen, like so I can look at it every day and I can write these things on it like when I have to do things but it's just it's a real struggle it's it's um I don't know how to describe it but I, I feel like sometimes it's like all these random thoughts are sort of like planets orbiting inside my head but I can only see whatever one is like close in orbit and it's like they just all spin around and they disappear and I don't think about them for days or weeks and then all of a sudden they pop back into focus and I go oh yeah that thing I gotta do and then and then poof it's gone again and it's like trying to hold on to these thoughts when they happen and try to act on them can be very difficult um I don't I'm trying to you know you're trying to think of ways to describe this to people who don't experience it because like other people I think most people at least from what I can understand are just like simple things like making an appointment or making a phone call to make an appointment are just sort of easy everyday things that are just part of life but for me they're just these huge struggles that I just it, it can take me weeks to call back somebody and it's not that I don't want to or I'm, I'm you know and, and then and then of course you worry like okay now I'm coming off as like I'm irresponsible or I don't care or they might be like, hey, we called him two or three times. He hasn't called us back yet. Like, I guess he's not taking this very seriously. But in, in my head, it's like, it's very serious. But I just, 
struggle with that. So that's sort of, I don't know, like a cruel irony of this condition, I guess, that, that as we seek help, we're bad at seeking help, <laughs> you know, that we just sort of, um, yeah, struggle with that. So anyway, that just kind of made me laugh today because it's Monday and I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta call them back, but now I'm recording a podcast and then I have to run to work. So I don't actually know if I'll have time, but I'll, I'll maybe call from the car on my way to work or something. Um, anyway, yeah, it's been a, a, over a week now. I, I'm, I'm trying to get on, I'm trying to do this podcast once a week. That's my goal. Um, but again, executive functioning, it's challenging. Um, we also have in our lives, um, you know, with me and my partner and we have a three-year-old and our schedules, our working schedules are sort of opposite to each other on most days. So when I'm not working, I usually am one-on-one with my child and my partner's working. And then when she's working a lot of the time, or, or sorry, when I'm working, she is one-on-one with my child. It's very rare that we're all together. We're, we're, it's another thing we're, we're, we're working on and we're trying to tweak our schedules to, to make more family time happen where it's all three of us. Um, but I only really twice a week, I get a couple hours at home to myself, and, which is when I try to do this podcast but, uh, you know, real life creeps into that time too. Like, you know, I've got to clean the bathroom or, or do, do a load of dishes or, 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 you know, do the laundry and just, just, or just run errands, like go to the bank and the grocery store and those kinds of things. So it can be tricky, but I'm, I'm trying to get on this once a week, if not twice a week. But, um, today I, it's been over a week. So I just wanted to get something up. Um, and I'm also, you know, going through these books and trying to make notes and come up with topics to talk about because I'm just I, I, I'm being blown away by some of these books that I'm reading. Um, I also I need to just focus on one at a time and just go through it with a pen and a highlighter and a notebook and, and make notes for discussion. But I've I've kind of just picked up about a half a dozen books all at once, so I've been kind of flipping through each of them bit by bit and just skimming and reading little parts just to get a sense of what the books are. But now I'm I'm yeah at the point where I'm like okay Ryan just just pick one go through it talk about it maybe cover a book in an episode or maybe take two or three episodes to cover one book because a lot of them have have a lot of information in them um but in the meantime today uh I thought I'd just try to record a quick one and do a little Q&A I've I've got three questions here that that are all very interesting to me that I, I wanted to cover and talk about um, or three, yeah, three questions or comments that, I, that I've received. So I just wanted to go through them pretty quickly. Um, so here we go. Yeah. So first question, uh, it's from Instagram. I'm going to leave the name out. Um, but, uh, here, here's what it says. Uh, I'm excited to listen to your podcast. I just found you maybe yesterday and haven't had time yet, but I think I can understand my husband better with your thoughts. So then I, I messaged back and we went back and forth a couple times and I asked I asked this woman about her husband and, and if he has Asperger's and, and she said, you know, no official diagnosis yet, but they're recognizing a lot of the traits and um, they want to listen to the podcast, as she said, to, to get a better understanding. And she's also planning to go and pick up some of the books that I've posted about and recommended. Uh, and this is really cool. Thanks for Thanks for the message and yeah i hope uh, you do get a chance to listen and i'd love to hear your thoughts after you've had a chance to listen to a couple episodes um and yeah i'd love to even talk to you about uh what that's like from your perspective um i'm i have i have a partner who is neurotypical and and we have you know our challenges um and I'm, I'm would love to hear from other people who are in similar situations. One book I do recommend that I that I've been going through. I'm about halfway through it now, and I, I, it's been fantastic. Is it's by Eva Mendez, and it's called Marriage and Lasting Relationships with Asperger's Syndrome. Um, I'll post a picture of it in the notes for this episode, in the comments on the Facebook page. But it, yeah, it's been great so far. I'm reading it as soon as I'm done. I'm, I'm gonna have my I'm gonna ask my partner to read it, and then um, I'll, I'll ask her also to you know, stick a post-it note at any, in any sections that she wants us to talk about. Um, cause yeah, it's, it's interesting. These the relationship questions. And one thing that I, I find interesting too is, is, I mean, men and women just have different in general, have different communication 
styles or, or patterns or techniques or whatever you want to call it. So, you know, and, and comedians have been talking about this for decades, you know, just the, the way men and women communicate with each other. It's very different. And so one thing that I have been trying to notice with with my partner when we're having communication difficulties, it's like, is this just the usual male-female communication difficulty or is this like a neurotypical versus Asperger's communication difficulty? And, and, and sometimes, of course, it's both. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, th- that whole distinction gets kind of blurry. Um, but we've been talking a, a, a few times now about recording... I think we'll do it semi-regularly. We'll record an episode together. We'll make some notes about things we want to talk about. I think the first time we do it, we'll do it soon. We're just trying to nail down a time when we can, you know, have an hour together alone with to do this when, um, you know, our uh, our little one is is off with grandma or grandpa or something. But uh, yeah, we want to we want to do that. And I think the first time we do it, we'll just come at it just from the beginning like how how we're discovering this how we're we're at the beginning of this journey and it it, you know it's pretty challenging but uh we got to a point not too long ago where our communication had really broken down and it was it was really bad and we weren't sure what was going to happen and um we're 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 working on this and we're getting better and i'm trying to learn how to how to just voc- how to notice how to become aware and how to recognize and then just vocalize when i'm feeling autistic in a in a situation in a moment when i'm just not understanding what's happening um, or what she's saying and just i'm trying to learn how to recognize that in the moment it's happening so i can just kind of stop and breathe and say hey babe like i'm I'm just, this is, I'm having, I don't like, some people don't like the phrase like having an autistic moment, but I don't really mind it because it's true. It does, it can be um, better and worse at different times. It really can. And and that's another thing, you know, we want to explore down the road is like what affects that food diet exercise stress levels all that stuff but but yeah we we want to talk about that and that's one thing i'm i'm trying to learn how to do is is recognize those moments and and get better at communicating them to her and saying hey you know we're talking about something i'm lost right now and it's like i'm just not following what's going on or or it's weird too because i can feel my brain it's almost like there are these switches in it where i can it's like I can go back and forth between being a robot and then being completely emotional, which is really strange. So it's like that emotional regulation is off or something where I can go to like zero emotion where I'm just completely logical, like I'm data on Star Trek Next Generation and I just completely logical, don't understand emotions. I'm just speaking, hearing and speaking like a robot and dealing with like the literal meaning of every sentence and and analyzing it and 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 i think that can get pretty annoying sometimes for for people i'm close to in certain conversations because i can just sort of switch into that mode and they might not realize i've switched into that mode and i might not realize right away i've switched into that mode but i just i i feel it afterwards i go man i just like become a robot and i just get very logical and then I think sometimes when I'm in this logical mode, like the way I speak, I, I'm not aware of my tone of voice or anything. So I can even maybe sound like I'm cold or I'm unfeeling, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not or even come off like harsh because I'm just like, well, what's the meaning of that? What? And it's not that I'm if I say it that way, like I'm really frustrated at them. I'm just like sort of just a robot seeking the answer seeking to solve it, solve for x you know um but then on the flip side i know i can also this flick the other switch and i'm just completely emotional and without any logic i'm just i'm just a completely emotional being sometimes and with very deep feelings and it, it's really 
interesting to me and, and I'm trying to see if I can learn how to recognize those switches when they're flipped at the moment instead of just becoming that robot or becoming that emotional thing and then and then you know after the fact going back and going oh that's what happened there because because it, it makes communication difficult and the fact that I can switch back and forth between those which isn't really fair to the person I'm talking to because they are, are sort of then dealing with two different people and without even necessarily realizing it and that's that's sort of challenging but Anyway, yeah, we'll get into this. And to, to the person that wrote in that, um, I wish you guys the best. And I hope you enjoy that book. Um, I'd get this marriage and relationships book. And, I, and the one I, the very first one I recommended on my Instagram page, I think it was like my first or second post was the Philip K. Wiley book. book. Um, pick that one up. That That's a game changer for me. But um, yeah, and I'd love to talk to you. And yeah, please stay tuned because we will in the next couple of weeks post an episode uh, with my partner and I together talking about this and then I think that's something I'm going to try to do pretty regularly whether it's you know once a month or, or just whenever where we'll, we'll we'll have these conversations together where we'll talk about our progress and different challenges we're facing and and things like that so yeah thanks thanks for uh, writing in and I hope you enjoy it um, I'm going to go into my next question here and I'm just opening it up here it's from uh, from Sean, and the question is, how do folks outside the spectrum accommodate your needs? And that's that's a huge question, um, and that's also I guess kind of ties into the last one, and it's like one of these things that we will be talking about more as we learn. Um, I think. I'm still so early in this journey. I don't have a, any real concrete answers for that. But hopefully I'll get to talk to some experts coming up soon that, that can talk about these things. But one thing, I think the main thing I personally want from people is just understanding, just patience, just compassion, just, you know, it's like if I had a it's it's tricky because this is a mental thing it's a it's a brain thing so it's not necessarily visible and when you're have Asperger's you can you're very sort of quote-unquote high functioning you can appear quote-unquote normal to most people so it's hard to and that's the same with all other kinds of things like anxiety or depression or you know you name it It, it, a lot of this stuff is invisible and people don't even know I mean you always hear about when when people um, commit suicide and everyone's like oh I just talked to him three days ago and he seemed fine and and you're like yeah well that's you know that's how it works it's um, this stuff is invisible a lot of the time and it's so yeah I mean for me I just ask for patience you know I know that I'm not easy and I sometimes struggle to understand things. It takes me a while to catch on to things. Uh, the literal language piece can be hard because I just people will say things and I just don't understand what they mean because they're using kind of language that I guess most normal people in the context of the conversation would understand. But to me, it comes across like it's a code language that I, I'm not privy to. So I'm like, I don't understand what you said, you know, um, I actually find this sometimes I'm finding this with my daughter she's three years old and she'll sometimes say something to me and I don't understand what she means and I'm like hey honey can you can you uh I don't understand what you mean I'm sorry and then she'll just say it again louder and I'm like hey sweetie I I I don't mean I didn't hear you I just I'm I'm struggling to understand what you mean can you you know and before I can finish that sentence she just says it again louder like she's yelling it and I was like okay honey please don't yell I just need you to try to find different words to to say what you just said like because I the the words you used I didn't understand and then she gets frustrated because she's three she doesn't have a whole lot of words compared to an adult in her vocabulary so I've noticed this recently it's as she is becoming more expressive vocally and and being able to ask for things like sometimes I struggle and that's going to be something that we're going to have to always be aware of and that 
um, you know, um, her mommy and me are going to have to try to work on and teach with teach her. And, and I don't know, you know, it's, it's tricky. But yeah, I mean, as we've been doing this work over the last couple months, learning more about this, um, you know, with my partner, she's learning to be more patient with me. Things that used to piss her off. Like, you know, I think I talked about it the other day, but like if we went to a family function and there were a bunch of people in the room and everyone's talking and like my brain, the sensory processing thing, like my brain just can't process all that sensory input all at once. It just becomes this wall of sound and I can't distinguish the individual sounds in it. So then my brain gets super tired and I just sort of shut down and I can't hear individual people when there's this sort of wall of noise happening so then I'm just sitting there by myself and I'm not really talking to anyone and then and it's not that I don't want to it's just I can't I can't I can't actually hear anybody because there are 10 different voices speaking all at once in the room plus there's maybe a tv on or music on or something and my brain just it all turns into like sound mush like it's just a mush of sound distinguishing an individual voice in that sound becomes you know nearly impossible and it's such hard work my brain gets exhausted so then I just sort of shut down I mean I'm not necessarily trying to be any social social but I'm just sitting there sort of on the end of the couch by myself quiet not talking to anyone and in the past she interpreted that as me being unfriendly or not making an effort to connect with her family or just being antisocial or acting like I didn't want to be there, all these other things. And, you know, it's one of these things with this condition where you can, you don't realize it, but I'm coming across like an asshole, but I'm not meaning to. I, I, I want to talk to everybody, but I just can't do it. My brain can't process the, the sensory input the same way everyone else can um and again I, I talked with this the other day but i i went so far a, few, a couple years back to go get my hearing checked because i thought like am i going deaf like what's happening i can't distinguish sounds my hearing was perfectly okay so i realized it's not the hearing that's the issue it's the way the sound is being processed there's more than two or more than a couple sounds happening even even two sounds happening at once like my brain sometimes struggles to distinguish them and, and focus on one instead of the other they just blend together you know so you know imagine imagine listening to music and having 10 different songs playing all at once all you know and someone's like wants you to focus on just one song and listen to the lyrics of one song because that's the person talking to you and you're like well i can't hear it there are 10 songs playing at once so so that's one of those things too that that you know like i said my partner is now understanding that and she's like okay that used to really piss me off and i think you're being antisocial but now i understand you're not it's a sensory thing so, um, and another, you know, another flip side of that is, is the executive functioning, like at home. Like I, if I don't have a list of things written down in front of me that I can check off and focus on one at a time, some things just don't get done because they just, they disappear from my brain. She might leave the house and I'm at home by my, I'm going to be at home by myself for a few hours and say, okay, can you take the garbage down, hang up the laundry, clean the bathroom and, um, uh, rake the leaves in the backyard and, and you know and I'm like okay but if I don't write that down and put it in a list and set it down on the kitchen table right in front of my chair and keep looking at it none of those things will get done they'll just or one of them might get done but the other rest of it it's not that I'm being lazy or I don't want to do those things it's just like they disappear from my head we have the conversation she walks out the door I just take a sip of coffee and everything is gone. I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I can think of maybe one or two of the things on the list. The rest of it disappears from my head. So I have to write a list. And then the other thing for me is these things take longer for me than they do for most people. So if I have, say, a three-hour window and you've got five of these tasks for me to do and each task should take half an hour... Then you go, okay, you got three hours. Like this should be completely doable for a normal person. But in that three-hour window, I'm probably going to get one or maybe two of those tasks done. I'm just not going to get all five done. The transitions between them take longer for me. Doing the tasks themselves take longer. I look at the task. I try to 
think about it, figure out how to do it. It could be something really simple like raking the leaves, but then I start doing it and then I'm my I start just changing hand positions and grips and experimenting with how to do it and and next thing I know an hour goes by and I'm, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, okay, like what just happened, you know?" So these are other things. So it's like again, back to the question, patience, understanding is what I need. If I'm working on these things, I'm trying my best. I'm it can come across like I'm just being lazy or I don't give a shit or whatever and that can come across like disrespectful because my partner does the bulk of the house maintenance at home. It just is the way it is and I'm, you know, and I'm not saying I want it to be like that, but she's able to do certain things more efficiently than I am and I try um we kind of divvy we try to divvy things up in, in a certain way where you know outside is more my world like garbage and junk piles and recycling and lawn care and stuff and, and inside is more hers but then you know I like cleaning the bathroom is my gig and that's my once a week gig I do every Tuesday um because that's Tuesday I have a couple hours at home by myself so every Tuesday I'm supposed to clean the bathroom. Well, last Tuesday I didn't do it. I don't know why I didn't do it. I just didn't think of it. Even though it's a routine and it's every week and it's every Tuesday I clean the bathroom. Last Tuesday I just didn't clean the bathroom. I didn't choose not to. I wasn't purposely not doing it. There were, It wasn't me being lazy. It was like I was getting ready to leave for work and I went into the bathroom and I went, oh shit, I was supposed to clean the bathroom today. I don't know why I didn't. It just other things were happening in my brain. So, you know, it's again, I have to even if it's something that's a weekly thing I do every week, it's a routine. I still have to write it down. I still have to read it off a list and check it off and cross it out. And so anyway, fucking long answers to these questions. I'm sorry, but but that's the main thing. Patience, understanding. That's what I want right now. As I figure these things out, learn more about this, this this condition and the traits and, and, you know, try to learn what things I can realistically work on and improve and what things are just always going to be challenges. And, um, I think that's the main thing too, for me is just like, I don't want to be misunderstood in the situation of like the family gathering. I didn't realize, or I don't realize like I'm coming across like I'm being antisocial or I'm not making an effort. And that she was like, kind of like what an asshole like why why is he being like that or in the case of doing things at home if I don't do certain chores or I don't do them well or efficiently or I forget it's not I can come across like I'm being lazy or I don't care or I'm just kind of leaving things for her to have to deal with and I'm not contributing as much and so these are the kinds of things that are the real the real where where I just want understanding it's like my intentions are good. I am not just being lazy. It's it'd be different if I was just playing video games all day and then I, you came home and the house was a mess and the laundry wasn't done and the bathroom wasn't clean and there's dishes all over the kitchen. You'd be like, "Well, what the hell? You're just playing video games all day." But I'm not. I'm trying to do things. I really am. So, you know, again, back to the question. That's right now in the early stages of this process for me, like just being a couple months into this research and learning about this condition, learning about autism. <laughs> Um, learning about the, the traits and the, and the symptoms and all that. Uh, right now, that's what I, I can only ask for is, is patience and understanding and compassion. Uh, and just, I, I want people to assume the best about my intentions. If you see me or you hear me or you're looking at what I have or haven't done or what I am or I'm not doing in any given situation you might just want to jump to he's being an asshole or he's being lazy or he's being inconsiderate or he's being this or he's being that and the reality is that is never true i'm always trying my best i'm always trying to be considerate and trying to i i care about people i don't want chores to be unevenly distributed i don't want to be any social i don't want people to think i'm being a jerk I, I, I truly do want to connect with people and I'm really trying, but it's just really difficult. So I think that's another piece is this, 
the way you can support a partner with this is assume the best assume they're trying assume they're doing their best assuming they assume that they want to do these things well but they just are struggling to do them well and and i think that can go a long way um so anyway i hope that answers your question for now uh, this will come up again, I'm sure. It'll come up again in conversations that, that uh, Jen and I have on this podcast together and, and in other conversations down the road. So, um, yeah, and if this is something you're looking at in your own life, uh, you know, write back again and, and tell me how, you know, things you've discovered or, or things that have come up for you. Um, I'd love to hear about it. So, and again, everybody, excuse my sniffles. <laughs> Uh, I just, my allergies are just going crazy right now. So I've got a stuffed up nose. Uh, We're going to get into the next question here. This is from, this is from Tom out in Portland. And this is kind of cool because the photo on the podcast page and on the Facebook page is uh, a photo I took about five years ago. Um, out west at Haystack Rock uh, on the Oregon coast. I was doing a road trip down the west coast from uh, BC down to LA, uh, just driving every day along the right along the water, along the coastline, camping out every night. And I stopped there at Haystack Rock. Uh, it was a hugely windy day. It was just incredible. And um, so that picture that's on my Facebook page is 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 I had somebody to take a picture of me. Um leaning back you can't really tell in the picture but i'm leaning back right into the wind and it's just amazing so yeah anyway so tom is from out out there and recognized the picture he's uh, lives in portland so that's cool he's been there um so anyway here's the note ryan i'm in much the same boat as you are just starting the process of getting a diagnosis and working to straighten out my life where we differ is i'm 50 years old and my kids are grown and on their own I've been treated for bipolar for the last 20 years, but the possibility of this being ASD is now changing our thinking. I'm reading the very late diagnosis book at your suggestion, and I hope to be seeing a psychiatrist for a proper assessment soon. Um, I'd love to have more direct contact with you about your experience so far. Uh, I resist social media, but you know, yeah, who doesn't? I get it, man. I don't want to be on social media anymore that I have to. Um, thanks for stepping out into the light. You, you're providing a lot of value to the people like you and me as we navigate this. Um, that's awesome, man. Thank you for that. That's really cool. Uh, it, I, it's really neat for me that, that somebody across the, the continent uh, has discovered the podcast. And, man, 50 years old, that's awesome. I think the guy who wrote that book, Philip Wiley, was in his 50s when he, um, you know, was diagnosed as well. So... You know, I'm 43 right now. You're 50. I've, I've spoken to a couple other people recently that are, you know, were diagnosed in their mid to late 40s. So that's why I wanted to start this podcast is for people like us. Um, yeah, because every all the research I was doing, or at least my initial Google searches and whatnot into autism and every Asperger's and everything. Um, a whole lot of stuff came up about kids. Uh, I think the school system now will identify kids with, with autism spectrum disorder at a pretty early age and all that. But I think, like I mentioned before, our age group, we went through the school system before they were looking for it, before they were recognizing it, before teachers and guidance counselors and whatever in the school boards were trained in this stuff. So... You know, I graduated high school in 95. So nobody there was looking for this. Nobody was aware of it. Um, the school system recognized other things in me. They they put me in an enriched, gifted program from a young age. Um, and, and I had sort of in... I don't know what they called it, but an independent curriculum in high school, meaning like I had a little more freedom than other students. I could work with my teachers to be able to work more independently because I, I didn't want to sit in a classroom all the time. 
so and some of my teachers were were better with that than others some of them were fine where I could just kind of walk in for five minutes check in show them what I've been working on and then I could leave and go work in the library other teachers still wanted me there other teachers probably didn't even know I had this program because I didn't even bring it up uh but anyway yeah this is why I started this podcast and 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 because I wanted to find other people like me and be able to share our experiences and and hopefully support each other and help each other out so this is great man i mean and i i I know you know doing this at 43 is is challenging it's difficult and i can only imagine doing it at 50 is is uh, maybe even more so um you've lived your whole life with this and didn't know and that feels weird too because that you know sometimes I think about that and I just go god I wish I wish somebody had caught it at a young age and had told me and that I maybe my life could have been a little different in certain aspects uh, without some of the um, really dark times that I did go through but you know what can you do the you can't go back in time you can't change it you can deal with today and that's why I'm doing this podcast because I'm dealing with today and I'm sharing what is going on today um and i do understand what you mean about um you've been treated for bipolar for 20 years because i've had the same thing where um i had bipolar symptoms as well i mean i went through years of up and down manic times and depressive times and i've had like manic episodes where i was just I look back on now and just think, God, like I was just a crazy person, you know, and I'm sorry to use that phrase, but, but just, just so manic, <laughs> you know, just wow. And then I had other times where I just go into these crazy low depressions and, 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 you know, right after the other too, which is part of that where you can cycle through and, and times when I just couldn't talk to people or I couldn't leave the house or I just go out treatable without treating the autism which is something I'm learning about because I was like kind of freaked out about you know am I bipolar I have bipolar episodes where I just go crazy manic and then boom drop into depression I have other depressions where they're more long term where it's just like a depression itself that can last for months and months um, I have seasonal affective disorder where I get, I, at February is just, you know, some of my oldest friends and just know they're like, they check, some of my oldest friends who I barely speak to anymore, they still check in on me every February because they, they know that about that. I went through that and, and I still do, and, you know, other things like anxiety, living with anxiety all the time, um, high stress levels, depression, uh, bipolar, SAD, ADHD so like for me I look at all these different symptoms of things that I have and it, it, it can seem kind of overwhelming to just be like what the hell's wrong with my brain but now that I'm seeing all of this in the context of autism spectrum disorder or, or Asperger's it's uh, uh, what's I'm a little more hopeful I guess or, or a little more confident that I'll be able to work through it or I don't feel like all of these things are like I can't do anything about them you know I I feel a little better now about that stuff so you know yeah so I understand what you mean about going through that um yeah it sounds like looking at your letter again 
Chrome. When you say the possibility of this being ASD is now changing our thinking. So you use the word our, so I'm assuming that means that you are, are married or have a partner and, and, and or whatever. Um, so that's interesting too because it sounds like you've got somebody that's with you on this journey, which, which uh, yeah, is... Um, <laughs> hopefully you know it sounds like that person's on board with you which is really cool i mean yeah i want to hear about your journey here i want to hear what goes on with you um let's keep in touch please message me again let me know how this journey works out for you uh if at any point you want to you'd be okay with being on the podcast we could record a conversation i'd be happy to do that because that's the whole point of this i want us to open up these conversations and and share because you know there's that expression too like if you've met one person with autism you've met one person with autism because you know as much as we all share this this um disorder or 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 all of these different traits that go along with it we're all also individuals and we're all as different as we are the same so you know um we can i'm sure share insights that can help each other that just come from different experiences so anyway, thanks for your note. That's awesome. Uh, I'm really glad the the podcast has has reached that far. I think that's the farthest um, we've gotten so far in correspondence. Uh, yeah, I wish you the best, and I and I hope that uh, you can get in to see that psychiatrist soon and, and get that assessment, and, and then start getting the help that you need and, and putting everything in uh, its proper context. Um, which is great so yeah thanks again let's keep in touch um so that's question three there uh i'm trying to think if there's anything else i want to get into today but i think i'm going to leave it there um i gotta get ready for work and go in and um i've been making some notes about some of these books so i'll get into them more later we'll get into some conversations and as always keep excuse me keep the please keep the comments and questions coming. I'll try to do, you know, one or two every episode, uh, a question. And, and these are great because they, they give me ideas of things to talk about and, and, and hopefully just personalize it a bit for, for the people who are listening out there. Um, and then I'm also going to be starting a Facebook group to go along with this podcast, uh, a place where we can have discussions so I'll get that up in the next couple of days. So look for that. I'll post it on the Facebook page. I'll post it on the Instagram. But yeah, a few people have messaged me and, and we're getting these great discussions going just in Messenger. And I thought, well, let's open up these discussions to a group form contact so we can have more people weigh in on things. There's still so much out there to learn. Um, like I said before, I'm going into rabbit hole after rabbit hole and even getting contradictory information and, and trying to make sense of it. So this is just early stages. Um, I spoke with someone at the meeting of the London Autistics a couple weeks ago, and and she's been going through this for a few years. And she said to me, you know, this whole process of recognizing what this could be, researching it, recognizing what it is, and then going to seek professional diagnosis and then treatment and then, you know, etc. She says, be ready for this whole process to take two years. Um, and I kind of went, wow, okay. But yeah, I mean, I'm three months into this process now and I can now I can see why. Yeah, this is going to take a while. I mean, I'm, I finally have an uh, appointment set up with a psychologist in July so that's just over a month out um I'm gonna call back my doctor's office today to set up an appointment with their counselor from there I'll ask for a referral to a psychiatrist um I've also been given uh some information for the DSO developmental service Ontario which is uh where we live it's down in London on Queen's Ave but I think they have offices in Toronto and other places as well and and what I was told at this meeting of the London Autistics was was to call there um tell them that that uh you know I I'm I think I'm autistic or I'm self-diagnosed or whatever at this point I want to get a psychological assessment and then you can get in there for that um and I was told to bring in some things like uh, my a copy of the AQ test that I've done and and 
go through some of these books that have these these checklists and, and maybe photocopy them and highlight or check them off so that I go so that I go in there with hey this is the information I have this is my re- this is my score on this test and this is my responses to this checklist so they can see like okay you score this on this test and you've these checklists that might have you know 20 20 things and you've checked 16 of them so okay yes we need to get you in for an assessment so that's what i'm told is is next that i should do um so i'll uh i'll let you all know how that happens i did call them a week or two ago left a message i have not heard back so i will try them again uh perhaps today perhaps tomorrow but uh, I will let you know how that goes. Um, but that's in Ontario. So anyone listening in a different province or, or in the U.S. or anywhere else, you, you know, you'll have to find out the equivalent in your area of what, you know, government organization deals with this stuff that you can call and, and, and get the uh, support that you need. But uh, in the meantime, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. Seeing your comments and questions is really awesome it lets me know that this is worth doing that sharing this is is having a positive um uh you know having a a positive response out in the world um even just yeah hearing from a couple people saying hey this is going to help me understand my husband better or hey i'm going through this too and and, i mean to to say thanks for standing out in the light i mean that's that's a pretty cool um, phrase. So thanks, thanks for that. Uh, yeah, I mean that's why I wanted to do this. Was just um, kind of go through this process publicly, in a sense, uh, so that anyone else going through it after can hopefully have the path lit for them at least a little bit. Um, the way the path is has been lit for me by a, a couple people who have written these books that are helping me, you know, Philip Wiley and, and a couple others. It's those are those books have you know set little lights along the path that I'm following, and I'm hoping to just add to that so that that path will just get brighter and brighter, so that people in future going down that path will have an easier time, and we can ha- have all these discussions along the way because everyone's path is going to be a little different, of course. But uh, there are some commonalities, so we can talk about those things and hopefully help each other out with them. So, yeah, please, please leave comments, send your messages, your, your, your questions, whatever. That, it's really great stuff. It helps me to know that there are people out there listening to this and, and, and uh, we'll keep going. I'll keep going with it. And, uh, yeah, and if you can. Um, share too if you can share the podcast help help me get more people listening that would be really cool i appreciate it um you know that's uh, that's awesome and like i said look out in the next couple days i'll post on the instagram and facebook about the new facebook group that i'm going to make that we'll have we can have these discussions in that group um yeah and in the meantime just it's at adulting with Asperger's. So at symbol adulting with Asperger's on Instagram and on Facebook. Find it there. Um, I think the podcast is on maybe 10 or 12 different podcast apps now. So it should be pretty easy to find. Um, there were some issues with episode three. For some reason, it didn't upload to all the different podcast apps. So I deleted it and then re-uploaded it, and it seems to have worked now. So I think episode three should be up. Because I heard from a couple people that episodes one and two were up, but the third one didn't make it up to whatever app they were using. But they should all be up now. And yeah, there we go. So thanks, everybody. I'm going to get going. Have a great day. It's, uh, it's a beautiful, sunny one here, so I'm looking forward. I'm going to go for a quick run and then get my butt ready for work. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really grateful for everyone who's listened and uh, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to me ramble on and on and uh, yeah one love so we'll talk we'll talk soon and and uh, yeah stay in touch thanks bye